everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of 30 Days of Hope. I pray that you've been experiencing wonderful hope and giving hope as you've taken this crazy journey during this COVID pandemic. So thank you so much for being with us today. And tonight, I have a great new friend of mine, Eddie Luisi. Thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you for spending some time chatting with me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and you've been part of the group for a while. Um, yeah, I've, I've been hanging out 30 days of hope, right? Yeah. yeah 30 days of hope. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So now you're, you're on the front lines with coronavirus. And so oh. your, your videos are awesome and incredible and inspiring. Tell us a little bit about what is it like to be in New York city at this moment? So I'm not really on the front lines, like the medical people, right? Yeah. My life is kind of cushy and stuff. I work for good morning America. I'm the stage manager. I've been there 33 years. We're in the heart of Times Square. I live in Rockland County, New York, which is an hour north. So I hop in my car, I stop by my little chapel, I say a little prayer, because the chapel's closed, but I say a little prayer outside and I drive down. And there's two or three cars on the road. I get into the city, Times Square, and there's no cars. There's one or two people kind of walking around. Um, I park my car, say hi to the garage guy, I go into work. And we're all there. Everybody got masks on and stuff. And, you know, we're a skeleton crew, a skeleton crew. So we, we have less normal day. We have 14 cameras. Now, during the coronavirus, we're down to four cameras. Um, we usually have four stage managers. We're down to two. So every other week we rotate the crews so everybody could try to get some work. Talent, as you see, Michael Strahan and Amy, the only two people that are on camera. Crew, staff, everything is, is less. Um, yes, we're in the heart of this and we're in Times Square, but like I said, I'm in a safe zone, but we are reporting and I'm part of the, you know, the national network crew that, that reports on all this. Uh, and it's not fake news. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you heard it here, folks. It is you real. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It, it's very frustrating. I mean, I know, I'm sure you've been seeing the posts as well, where, Every single person, or at least a lot of people that are on my Facebook, are calling this idea a hoax. And to me, it's so demeaning and dismantling to the people that are on the front lines and the people like yourself that are working to project what really is going on in this world. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get into politics, but, but how could it be a hoax when there's thousands of people dying? Yeah. That's no hoax. Yeah. And, and people in the hospitals, that's no hoax. And when you see actual medical staff, nurses, doctors, assistants, working 14-hour days, three weeks in a row. You know, I work a six-hour day, and I'm a week on, a week off right now to, to give us a little, you know, separation and stuff. And that's not a hoax. Maybe what people are talking about, politics and, and media, I, you know, I don't need to get into that. But the reality of people sick and dying and people working hard, that's no hoax. Yeah. No, it really, every single person is a hero right now on the front lines. So regardless if they're caring for their neighbor, you know, doing television like you are, or, you know, our wonderful men and women that are in the hospitals right now, making people survive, really helping them fight for their lives. And if you every, see me, and on Facebook, I have, I have two, well, actually I have three pages, yeah. but Eddie Luisi page, which is my Good Morning America page. And, and what I've been doing the past week, early in the morning, when I get out of the garage, I have my mask on and I'll say a little something in the morning. And then after the show, I'll 
stand in the middle of Times Square, and I'll try to say something inspirational, something fun, something. And a lot of people have been writing saying, we love this because it's not all this negative, it's not all this doom and gloom. You're trying to bring a little happiness and a little smile on our faces. And then we have a lot of um, nurses and doctors that will come by our window and they'll stop and, and they'll wave and take pictures. So I take pictures of them too. Aww. And I post it on the Good Morning America page and Michael Strahan will wave and stuff. So it, it's almost like we're in this glass studio, you know, that's so nice and they're out in the real world. So you know, God bless them, you know, put my hand to my heart and, you know, I thank them for, for what they're doing. Definitely. And, and I love the fact that you really are taking the time to be positive. I know for me, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm living in New Jersey, but my second home is New York. I mean, my yeah. business, my network, all my friends are in the city. And so just to see you out there kind of offering that little bit of positive hope makes me realize that this hasn't whipped us, you know, like it, it hasn't stopped life from going on. Sure. There still can be joy from this situation. That's right. Yes, I yeah. agree. So just, just to kind of pivot a little bit into what you're doing, now you have this wonderful organization, this wonderful video series that you've been doing called Friends in the Spirit 111. So The branding right there. How did this get started? What was the compelling force that began this? Great question. Um, I don't know exactly when it yeah. started. So if there's any friends out there that know, please tell me the date. <laughs> But I don't know, maybe three, four, five years ago, um, I would, uh, I'm a very spiritual person, a religious person, and I get all these different readings and websites and, and, and different articles that come to me. So what I used to do, I say, you know, I like all this stuff. I want to share it with, with my friends. So before I went on Facebook, I would email and I would have a group of maybe 500 friends on email. And a lot of them in the TV business and in the music business, because that's what I do in ministry. And I would copy paste different reflection, prayers, poems, links, whatever. And I would send it out Saturday morning, friends in the spirit. Uh, and so at a certain point I said, you know, I want to reach more people and not just my friends, but people that I don't know. So I want to spread it out. So I said, let me go to Facebook. So I tried to start a friends in the spirit, one, one, one on Facebook. Uh, no, Friends in the Spirit. At the time, didn't have the three numbers. Okay. It was just Friends in the Spirit. But some other group had that. So then I said, okay, I'm going to have to add something. So I added the 111. And it's kind of like just spiritual numbers. And, and I know a lot of people, they do that 1111. And, and I didn't want to get too spiritual. I didn't want mm -hmm. like, more of the religious people to get freaky with 1111 and all that. So I just did a 111. And one person said, you know, when I see the 111, I think of the Trinity. I said, okay, well, that's cool. Now we got a little religion in there. But it's just, um, you know, when, when, I, when I'm around and, and I see different things, like God is always speaking to yeah. me in, in ways. And you just have to have your eyes, your, your ears, your heart open. So sometimes even numbers on the clock or, on, or you're driving somewhere, you see a license plate, it touches you. So I started doing videos, right, on Facebook, but I was doing Good Morning America videos, and I had my camera, and I would shoot videos, and I would notice that a lot of people liked it and stuff, and, and I would get several hundred people. When I did the Friends in the Spirit, I just copy-pasted, like, my emails. I'd get one or two or three people saying, ooh, it's, it's kind of boring. So I said, let me take the camera out. Let me do a little Friends in the Spirit stuff. So I started doing that, and then I started getting hundreds of people. So now what I do, 
On a regular basis, every Saturday morning, I, I do a weekly weekend message. I record here in my house around five, six o'clock in the morning. Okay. And then I send it out. Um, but not only do I put it on my page, but I have several private message groups that I send out to them. And then also there's just a lot of other groups on, on the, you know, on Facebook that I copy paste and send to them. So if a lot of them accept it and welcome it, I could get a reach anywhere from two to 5,000. So it really depends on how it spreads. But, you know, even if it touches one person's heart and, and, um, and it helps, then, then I'm happy with what I'm doing. Mm. I, I think it's so poignant what you're doing because I love the fact that you talked about you know seeing God in license plates and and everywhere around you and I think so many people right now are desperate for church but they're having a hard time kind of trying to figure out well, where does my faith fit in this when everything's chaotic when everything's in, unstable how do I actually find God in the midst of this what what are some ways that you found God when the church doors have been closed right now so I'm very fortunate to live up in Rockland County. Mm -hmm. um, exit 14 off the Palisades, there's a place called the Marion Shrine. And it's open. And it's just acres and acres. It has a big church. It has a retreat center. It has cafeteria. It has different things. But the grounds are, are open. Mm -hmm. So every morning I wake up early and I do a little work in my office and I have a cup of coffee and I, and I take a walk. And... You could walk around the grounds, around the holy sites, and there's statues and stuff, or you could go in the woods, and it has like a wooded area. And um, so I find God in nature. Mm. I, found, I find God just, just uh, walking around uh, with, with the sun on, on my, you know, coming down on me. Uh, I love walking in the forest. Um, and also then they have a church there that is open seven days a week. 12 hours a day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Wow. And, and there's only a handful of people that go inside there. Yeah. And in the Catholic faith, they, they believe that Jesus is present in the Eucharist. Mm. So they actually have Jesus there. It's called the monstrance. So oh. if you go in there and you believe, then Jesus is there. And, and, and even if you don't and you're not a Catholic, you can still go in there. And like I said, there's a handful of people, maybe two or three, six at the most, and everybody sits far away. So it's a yeah. nice play to place to find God also. Yeah. And, and I like that idea of where it's almost like that idea of Jesus being present and wherever we are, you know, it, it sounds like a beautiful picture every single day, just walking around and just being in that community. But just that idea of God being present with us, you know, no matter if, if we're in a hospital right now or stuck at home or, you know, walking around that beautiful area, the idea of God's presence. So that's yeah. a beautiful picture right now. What what is it like and how can we how can we support people best right now? I think a lot of us are trying to care for others and do good, but we have no idea where to start. So what are some practical ways that we can really kind of pull up our bootstraps and get to work? I think the easiest way, especially if you're, you know, you're sheltered and safe at home and stuff, pray for people. Yeah. And if you're not a prayerful person, then send good thoughts, good wishes. Mm -hmm. You know, with friends in the spirit, one, one, one. Um, it's not one religion. It's not one faith. We're just open to, to, to all. So I'll, I'll say, you know, if you're not a prayerful person and send it, send a good thought. Um, so that's a wonderful way of doing it on, on, you know, on the phones and on Facebook, on instant message and Instagram and texting, you could always reach out to people. You could call people. You could tell them you're in your thoughts and your prayers. If you see nice reflections that you want to share. Um, 
because our organization has the 111, I send out a reminder. I have on my phone at 109 a beep that it, 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 the alarm goes off and I know I have two minutes to pray. And I send out a, a prayer reminder to hundreds of people. It's going to be 111. Send out a, a good mm -hmm. thought, a, a prayer, a well wish. Um, so those are things to, to be connected with people even while you're distant. Yeah. And it's such a powerful reminder to understand, you know, I know a lot of times in the faith community, we get this idea that we're supposed to be ministering to others. But right now really is a beautiful opportunity to actually have that equality, to figure out how can we converse with someone from a different faith? How can we, you know, connect someone who might be a spiritualist, someone who might, you know, decide to send good thoughts? How do we build that system of unity? and still support each other with, within this time. So I love that. I'm gonna have all the links into that to your group pages, to your organizations. So this way people, regardless of their people of faith or non-faith, can truly connect and find inspiration and hope through Friends in the Spirit 111. Great, thanks. Now, I know you talk a lot about um, you know, different spirituality and different, different perspectives. How are you personally finding hope during this time? Um through God, through prayer. Um, but I wake up and I have certain rituals, okay? And, and there are a lot of people that, you know, some, not a, some people, right? They, they yeah. just have God or faith an hour a week when they go to the church or temple, wherever they go. Um, but God is, is with me all the time. I'm talking to God all the time. And they say just conversation could be prayer also. But I wake up early in the morning. I brought some some little books with me and stuff like that. But I wake up early in the morning, and in my house, I read. Um, I during Lent I was reading Feasting and Fasting from Unity. But Lent is over, so now this is something called the Calendar of the Soul. This nice. is Anthroposophy. My son was was studying for his doctorate in that, okay. um, and it's the study of the mind. Uh, it's the study of God with nature. So I read this, I read Science of the Mind, it's a magazine, and this is uh, Centers for Spiritual Living. I read three minutes a day from the Christophers. I read Wake Up to Hope from Joel and Victoria Osteen. So there's different religions, different spiritualities that I read. Mm -hmm. And then I come downstairs and I have a little prayer ritual where, where I pray at a cross and I pray for my family, I pray for the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, I used to go to the Marian Shrine, I go outside the chapel and I have prayers. And then I listen to certain podcasts that are spiritual. Um, when, I do go the, when I do go to work, um, on my work computer, I go to dailyword.com, which is part of Unity. And they have a, a daily reflection, which is absolutely fabulous. And a lot of these things, when I give my talks, my weekly messages, I take from all these different places. And then I find a theme, like mm -hmm. last week was hope. And then I'll just kind of like cut and paste, but yeah. I'll grab different things together and I'll do that. Um, but I, I found something that I wanted to read. Is that cool if I read it? Yeah, something? sure. I'd love it. Yeah, so I, loved, is, um, I loved the video with like the full moon prayer. I'm like, oh, I've got to jot this down and put it on a wall. <laughs> I can send it to you if you don't have no, it. I'd love it. So this is from Neil Donald Walsh. Um, on this day of your life, I believe God wants you to know that if you do not expect the unexpected, you will not find it. For it is not to be reached by search or trial. Heraclius said that, and he was right. Life is delighted to bring you the unexpected. Are you delighted to receive it? 
Indeed, belief in the coming of the unexpected is the genesis of hope. How can you hope for anything breathtaking or exciting if you can only hope for the already expected? Therefore, you must always think that anything can happen. Form your ideas and your dreams within that framework. Remember, God specializes in the unexpected. Mm, amen. Right? Because a lot of times you, yes. you're, you're hoping for certain things. You're praying for certain things, mm -hmm. right? There's a story or a little reflection, and I might have said it in one of my talks, but it's like, we have a bucket of water and, 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 and we want God to bless us and fill the bucket. But God wants to fill us with like an ocean. It's like, you know, we got to make this, but we got to get a bigger bucket. You know, because God has so many blessings for us. And a lot of times we just have this little view, this little container that we want to put God's blessings in. Yeah. And there was another story that somebody died and went up to heaven and, and they see this big warehouse and they, they want to go. Do you know the story? No, no. Okay. So they asked, they asked, you know, one of the, the, the angels, can I look inside there? Say, no, you can't go inside there. Oh, please, I want to check it out. And they go in there and they see all these white boxes with red ribbons. And it's this okay. huge, huge factory. And then they basically opens it up and it's basically all the blessings that you didn't ask God for. Mm. And, and one of my prayers is from the prayer of Jabez. Yeah. Um, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and increase and my territory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. That your yes. hand would be with me. Keep me far away from evil that I might not cause pain. And mm -hmm. it's like, bless me indeed. And in that book, the word indeed is like five exclamation points. Like, bless <laughs> me. So every morning, you know, I, I say that prayer, bless me. And then there are times, and bless us when I pray for friends in the spirit. Um, I also have a prayer. It's a prayer affirmation. It's kind of beat up and stuff, but I got this at a center for spiritual living and it's all about manifesting and expecting. And then when you give, you give back also. Mm. Um, so, so there's a lot of different things. I pray. I have a, I have another prayer. I mean, and, and some of these things I type up myself a day. And as soon as I wake up, my body is rested. My mind is clear. I start my day with positive thoughts. I am energized and inspired. I am healthy, well, and vibrant. My day unfolds with ease and grace. I am open to receive God's favor and abundance. Creative possibilities surround me. People support me throughout the day. I take action with faith and clarity. I bring joy to others. I am a positive influence on the world and the universe. I bring the light of Jesus wherever I go. All is well. I am grateful and blessed. Oh, I love it. And, and I love starting it with the idea of I am, because it reminds you so much of this is my identity. I am blessed. I am this. I am that. There's, as you were talking about the idea of unexpect, unexpectation, right. I was thinking about one of my favorite verses. And it says, look at the nations and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. And just that beauty of the unexpectancy of Christ, how right. he's always assured, how God is always definite, but it's that idea of living in awe, living in, in wonder of what, what will God actually bless me with today? And the interesting thing, you know, if we talk the word Jesus, right? Jesus yep. was a person that lived on this earth around 2000 years ago for 33 years. 
but Christ, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. right? That's not his last name. That Christ consciousness, I believe, has been around since the first day of the world, right? So the, the world has been around for billions and billions of years. So the Christ conscious, God created that conscious that, that always was and will always be. And Jesus was on this earth that, that got it, that was 100% with that Christ conscious. So, mm -hmm. um, and I, I even think, and I'm not a good Bible person with quotes and stuff, but, but the things that Jesus did on this earth, he said, you will do more and greater things. Yeah. And basically, because he knew he was finite, he was 33 years. Yeah. But if you have his message and you have that Christ conscious in you, mm. and you have that, that, that love and that honesty and that respect and, and, and the giving to others and, and loving your neighbor as yourself, then you could keep that going and you could do great things and you could do miracles also on this earth. Yeah. Exactly. And it gives us, it gives me such hope because that idea of all of us are created in the image of God. Right. And I know a lot of the times, you know, I, I look at the news right now and, and not, not your news, your news is good. Um, <laughs> but I look at, I look at some sources that are trying to find a blame for what's right. going on right. and the discrimination factor and the hate and, and, and the full on um, just devastation. And just the damage that they're doing to certain people groups. But that idea where it's almost like when you realize that all of us are made in God's image, when all of us, as you were saying, have that consciousness of Christ, you know, if you can understand that about yourself, then how are you treating others? It should right. be in the same respect, the same honor, the same worth that you're receiving to push out. Sure. And there's, there's a quote by some great philosopher. Yeah. I am not a human being having a spiritual experience. Mm. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And so in our humanity, sure, there's suffering. And in, in our humanity, we do wrongs so and we make mistakes. And, mm. but, but in our spirituality, everything's perfect. And even what we're going through right now in 2020 with the coronavirus, and even though there's suffering and death and, and loss of jobs and loss of, and, and, you know, and physical separation and depression, there's good. And, yeah. and, and, and you have to focus on good. Mm. And my whole life, not even, you know, forget what's going on right now. I always try to be a positive person. I always yeah. try to see the good in things. And I even on my desktop, I made a little sheet and it's up to like almost, I don't know, 20, 30 different things. But yeah. it's like blessings during COVID-19, 2020. And every day when something cool happens and there's something interesting happens, I write it down. Because yeah. when this is all over or five years from now or 10 years from now, I want to, I want to remember the good that has happened and, and having more fun times and special times with my family and taking the walks in the woods and yeah. praying and and you know a lot of great things has been happening and and you know i don't know if you can see my arm blessed right mm -hmm. <laughs> i did that a long time ago it's like i'm blessed and and by being blessed i uh, you know i i bless others also mm -hmm. right so being uh being blessed and being a blessing and mm -hmm. trying to help others out with the blessings that you have yeah. and i tell people when i give my talks and i'm on you know facebook i'm not perfect you know, and, 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 and I'm married and I have a wife and we have our arguments and I have kids and I get upset sometimes and, and I'm a church musician and I do these things. I'm not perfect, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't claim to be perfect. I don't claim to say that this is the way, this is the truth and listen to me. And, you know, if you're not listening to me, you're going to, 
I, you know, I just say, these are things that I've come across and, and they mean something to me, I'm gonna share. And when I share, if the whole message is great and you enjoy the whole 20, 30 minutes, awesome. If only a minute or two you enjoyed and you got something, great. If there was only one sentence or word, great. Take that and, and, and stick with that, you know, so. Yeah, it was worth it. It was, I've, I think for such a long time, you know, growing up in a, in a Christian household and um, as I've gotten older, I've realized, I've transitioned from the idea that faith is not a destination, it's a journey. Yes. And you give yourself so much more grace and so much more self-acceptance. I think when you have that idea of, you know, I'm on a journey, you know, it, my, my prayer life in a sense looks more like my fists in the air and me cursing at God, you know, more, more times than not, than that somberness. And there's this freedom of understanding that I can be fully who I am in front of the God of the universe, you know, my personal perspective of God and still be loved, you know, still be cherished, still be called his beloved. And so once I have that, it's like, well, if, if God can accept me in all, all of me, then am I, am I echoing the same respect? Am I echoing the same acceptance of those that he's put in front of my path? Yeah. Um, I love what you just said. And I agree with that. And I believe that God is not a judging God. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's this person up in heaven on a throne and judging you and you're on this earth 70 80 years and you're going down to hell for eternity i don't believe that i believe in our humanness we, we judge we judge people and that's the one thing with this whole coronavirus it's not judging people it's not judging race age religions you know where you live it's it's all over the world um so when you could just be loving, that's why I believe God is. God is, is love. God is the presence. God is, is mm -hmm. in everything that you see. So even if you're seeing something, you know, this world is like a, I forget the word, but it's like a by word, you know, like two, like you're up and down, black and white, dark and, 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 and in everything, you know, even if you see something that, that might be negative or opposite, there's always that uh, other thing. So you got to look more in that the goodness, more in the light, more than, than in the suffering. You find the joy and find the caring and loving and then what people are doing in the midst of the suffering too. Mm, exactly. Exactly. I think what, what we, the lens that we choose to use is what we'll see. Is so when we choose to look at a lens of, you know, looking for goodness, looking for hope, looking for joy, looking for community through this, we'll find it. Yeah. We're choosing to actually see the world through that lens. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, Eddie, this has been wonderful. <laughs> I, I feel like we're just sitting across the table having a cup of coffee. <laughs> so. Well, it's kind of, I got to get up early, so I'm drinking water right now. Can I, have coffee <laughs> yeah, I got my Gatorade in hand. I saw that sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to cover it up as much as possible. <laughs> uh, so well thank you so much and for everybody watching um please share this please comment you know again this is a wonderful conversation that you can share with friends of, of faith or non-faith because it truly is a community about you feeling included within this time of what you're going through so thank you so much for watching 30 days of hope and i am dr colleen bachelor your host for the evening and i'm gonna have all the links that you can connect with eddie luisi have a great night thank you Thank you.